Hi, everybody. This is Jimmy DeYoung. Someone the other day said to me that we are living in the age of Antichrist. Well, who is the Antichrist? That phrase, Antichrist, is one of 27 names for a world dictator who will rule from the city of Rome, then drop by Jerusalem on his way to Babylon, where he will operate an economic, political, governmental system. Age of Antichrist is the title of a five-part audio series on CD that I have available for you. It will help you to understand the coming of this beast and how indeed that will all be set up in our world today. I can give you this much information. We are at that point for it to happen. Let's take a moment now and listen to a portion of the second part in this five-part series, The Emperor Who Is the Antichrist. We'll take a moment to listen to this study, and then I'll tell you how you can get your own copy of The Age of Antichrist. Here now is the study. If you have Daniel chapter 7, keep it there because we're going to come back momentarily to it, back and forth, because, see, uh, both Daniel and Revelation are apocalyptic literature. They are used to interpret each other. And so we will gain information from both of these. But go to Revelation chapter 13, if you will now, and let's look at chapter 13 of Revelation, which deals in almost minute detail about the Antichrist, the most prolific chapter on the person of the Antichrist. Might I correct myself? Uh, The Antichrist in two personages. Because in chapter 13, you see the beast that comes forth, the Antichrist. He is a political leader. And then in verse 11, you see another beast. And I beheld another beast coming up out of the earth. And I'll not read any farther in verse uh, 11 and following because I'm going to deal two nights from tonight with this individual who comes to do everything he can to exalt the first beast. And the headquarters will move from the city of Rome to the city of Jerusalem before it goes to the city of Babylon for the Antichrist. And there's some very interesting things that have to be in place before this can happen, before the midway point of the tribulation can take place. I suggest to you that everything is in motion for these to be fulfilled, and we'll study that a couple of times from now when we get together. But let's look at chapter 13, and what I want to do is I want to talk about a description of the Antichrist, talking about who the person of the Antichrist may be. I want to talk about his dominion, Where will he have rule and reign, and over what will he rule and reign? I want to talk about his design, what what will the activities be of the Antichrist, and I want to talk about his doom. And let's think now, first of all, as we begin chapter 13 and verse 1, about a description of the Antichrist. And I stood upon the sand of the sea, and I saw a beast rise up out of the sea, having seven heads and ten horns. Now that a bit familiar to what we just read over in the book of Daniel in chapter 7. Uh, by the way, I made my own mistake because I told you the other day, I have, I'm reading the King James and I stood upon, I believe it probably should be translated, and he stood upon, referring back to the last verse of chapter 12, verse 17, when it's talking about the dragon. Now, definition of the dragon, biblical definition, is in verse 9 of chapter 12, and that great dragon was cast out, that old serpent called the devil, and Satan. 
And so the dragon, when you see that phrase, it's not talking about some monster. Well, it is indeed a monster, but it's defined as Satan himself, the devil. And so, and he, the devil, or Satan, stood upon the sand of the sea. And I saw a beast, John says, rise up out of the sea. This beast would be, and remember we said that there were two beasts. There was the beast, well, there are three beasts in essence, but the two beasts I'm talking about now would be the beast that is coming out of the sea, which would be that terrible beast, which is the revived Roman Empire. And then an individual beast, which takes charge of the revived Roman Empire to politically control it, they almost become synonymous. You have to look closely at the Scripture, see what it's talking about. But this beast rising up out, the reason I say it is the empire instead of the emperor, because it has, upon, it has ten horns, and upon its horns ten crowns, and upon his heads the names of blasphemy. Now, it'll switch very quickly here in the next verse, but read verse 2. And the beast which I saw was like a leopard, and his feet were as the feet of a bear, and his mouth as the mouth of a lion. And now we're talking about that revived Roman empire. That's what we were looking at in Daniel chapter 7, verses 4 to 7. We're talking about the revived Roman Empire. It talked about the lion, the bear, and the leopard coming to power. Those were the Gentile world powers all devoured, all taken in by the Roman Empire. Now we switch to the Antichrist himself in the last part of verse 2. And the dragon, dragon defined as Satan, and the dragon gave him his power and his seat and great authority. And so we now see the appearance of Antichrist, this first beast that comes from the revived Roman Empire. It's a little horn coming out from among the ten horns, the Antichrist. Let me tell you a couple of things about the Antichrist. First of all, I hate to do this, but I'm going to contradict Dr. Jerry Falwell. The Antichrist is not a Jew. The Antichrist will be a Gentile. The Antichrist is not going to be Jewish. He must be a Gentile. You say, man alive, you're stepping out on a... No, I'm stepping out in pretty good company. Uh, Brother Ron had a paper the other day. It's called the... Uh, is this St. Petersburg Times? And uh, on, he, he gave me this copy, Falwell's Antichrist Remarks Draw Ire. This is what... Uh, was written in the paper the day I spoke to you. This is the Sunday paper, Sunday, January 24th. It talks about the Jewish organizations that are very much upset within the Anti-Defamation League and Abe Foxman, who is a friend of mine, who was very upset about Jerry Falwell making that anti-Semitic statement. Jerry could have kept himself out of trouble, not by keeping his mouth shut, by keeping his mouth and brain in gear together. And simply studying the Word of God, I don't mean to be unkind to Jerry, but let me just say this, I'm in fairly decent company when they said he was wrong. Listen to this. This is a part of this article. I think very highly of Reverend Falwell, but he's gone beyond what the Bible says. The Bible does not say the Antichrist will be Jewish, says John Walford, Chancellor of Dallas Theological Seminary and an expert on evangelical views about the end of the world. So Jimmy Young and John Walford agree that, <coughs> I mean, John Walford and Jimmy Young agree, I should say. Not only that, but uh, Dr. Rennie Showers, who's the theologian for Word of Life, Dr. 
J. Dwight Pentecost, who wrote, the, I guess, the greatest study on things to come. That's the title of his book, Things to Come. He's the one that said that the Antichrist must be a Gentile. But not only do these great Bible scholars and theologians say it, the Bible teaches it. Let's look together and see what the Word of God has to say. Now, I talked to you about verse 1 and how it comes up out of the sea. That is depicting uh, the Gentile world. Remember what it said back in Daniel? Keep, I told you to go keep your finger available. Go back to Daniel chapter 7 just a moment and, and just look with me again. And I want to show you why I say that the Antichrist is a Gentile, must be a Gentile. Daniel chapter 7, verses 3 to 8, talking about the Gentile world. Again, I consider verse 8, the horns, and behold, there came up from among them another little horn. They're all the same. They're out of the Gentile world. Look over at Daniel chapter 9, verse 26, just for a moment. Daniel 9 and verse 26. Now, Daniel 9, 24 to 27 a key prophetic passage in Scripture. By the way, uh, I'll have back on our table the Daniel Papers, another series, a four-part series, half hour apiece that Martin and I did on the Daniel Papers. And there we interview Prime Minister Netanyahu, the mayor of Jerusalem, uh, Faisal Husseini, who'll probably replace Yasser Arafat. We go to Petra. So, but we deal with this portion of Scripture, and in the discussion we talk about what's going to happen to the city of Jerusalem. The prophet Daniel tells us that the Messiah was going to come. This is a great portion of Scripture to use with your Jewish friend. Messiah had to be here before the city of Jerusalem was destroyed and the temple was devastated. And that happened in 70 A.D. Just tell any Jew, whoever you want to, talk to him and say, your own prophet said, whoever the Messiah was, you can argue with me about being Jesus Christ, whoever it was had to be here before the temple was destroyed and before the city was devastated. And that took place in 70 A.D. But anyway, look at verse 26. And after three score and two weeks shall Messiah be cut off, but not for himself. And the people of the prince that shall come shall destroy the city. Who's destroyed the city? Who are those people? The Roman people. And so the prince that shall come, the prince that shall come is a name for the Antichrist. The prince that shall come will be a part of the Roman people a part of the Gentile world. Look at chapter 11. You're probably just raring it to bit to get me in the corner after this is over and say, hey, what about chapter 11 of the book of Daniel? Well, I'm going to deal with it before you get me. Chapter 11. Chapter 11 talks about five personalities. All their names begin with A. It starts with Ahasuerus in the first couple of verses. And then it goes to Alexander the Great. Now, these are prophecies that Daniel had. 58 years before Ahasuerus even showed up on the scene, Daniel gave the prophecy. 200 years before Alexander the Great showed up on the scene, Daniel gave the prophecy. Then it talks about Antiochus the Great. 300 years before he came along, Daniel gave a prophecy. 360 years before his son Antiochus Epiphanes came, Daniel gives a prophecy. This is a dynamic chapter of prophecy. And then we get to verse 36, and he's talking about another personality whose name begins with a Antichrist. Verse 36, and the king shall do according to his will. That's the willful king, one of the names for the Antichrist. And he, the Antichrist, shall exalt himself and magnify himself above every god and shall speak marvelous things against the god. Come alongside. This word against here in the Hebrew really says, come alongside or against, come at God. On an equal basis, it's starting to blaspheme God, saying, I am going to be better than you. I will rise up and all will worship me. That's what 
Satan said when he fell. And it come against the God of gods and shall prosper till the indignation be accomplished for that that is determined shall be done. What's going to happen to Antichrist will happen. Verse 37, neither shall he regard the God of his fathers. Now in the King James Bible, that word God of his fathers, God is in capital G. That was an interpolation by the translators of the King James or even in your Bible. The word is Elohim. That is a word that can either be singular or plural. It is not Yahweh, the word used for God. It was Elohim. It should be translated little g-o-d-s, gods. And so what it's really saying, neither shall he regard the gods of his fathers. Not referring to this individual as a Jewish person. Because all people have had some kind of gods, mythical gods, idols of some type which they refer to as gods. Nor the desire of women. Some have indicated, I'll look at this again before we conclude tonight, but some have indicated this probably is talking about that which was the desire of every Jewish woman, to bring forth the Messiah. And so he'll not regard the Messiah. He'll be anti-Christ. He will be anti any aspect of God, and especially the Messiah that might be coming forth. Nor regard any God, for he shall magnify himself above all. But in his estate shall he honor the God of forces, a military aspect to this Antichrist. You say, wait a minute, why in the world is a Jew going to recognize a Gentile as the Messiah? It's a great question. Glad you asked. The Age of Antichrist is the name of the series that you have been listening to a portion of. We've been talking about the beast, the emperor of this empire that is going to come into power, a one-world economic, political, governmental system. It will be preceded by an ecclesiastical Babylon, which is a false church, and end up in economic Babylon. Indeed, that is a literal Babylon that I'm talking about. For more on that, you need to get your copy of Age of Antichrist, a five-part audio series on CD that is available to you. If you would like to have your copy, call our toll-free number. They can tell you how you can make your purchase. That toll-free number is 877-674-3298. It's toll-free from all across America. Once again, the number, 877-674-3298. Or you can go to our website, www.prophecytoday.com, and make your purchase. Do it today. You need to understand that we indeed are living in the age of Antichrist. And as you study this, you'll become much more aware of the fact that we are quickly approaching the time of the rapture when Jesus will call us up to be with him. By the way, that could happen in the next moment. And having said that, really there's nothing left for me to say, except let's keep looking up until...